The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. According to José Luis Cordeiro, advisor at Singularity University, quote, In 2045, humans will be immortal, will be able to halt aging with a simple injection, unquote. Electronic devices are increasingly dominating our lives, but have we truly stopped to think how they will transform humanity? The application of new technologies to enhance the physical, intellectual, and mental capabilities of humans with the aim of eliminating illnesses, aging, or even death, is what is now known as transhumanism. How will genetic engineering affect future generations? Do nanotechnological brain implants infringe on the freedoms of human beings? Will they widen the gap between rich and poor, with the rich improving their organisms in order to suffer fewer illnesses and live longer, while others will be unable to afford this luxury? This alteration of human nature and the concept of equality of all human beings poses the need for a profound analysis of human rights, systems, and ethics. Technology is not the be-all and end-all, and not every technological development necessarily represents human progress. It depends what it is being used for, and if it truly helps human beings in accordance with the principles of respect for life, freedom, and justice. Finding the right balance is a challenge we will have to face in order to build the future. In March 2021, the Magyar Nemset, as republished by the Visegard Post, issued a scathing critique of the Schwabian Great Reset into a quote-unquote new transhumanist world order under transnational governance. The Schwabians, quote, want to replace democracy with complex governance, prioritize technocracy over elections and MPs, and emphasize, quote-unquote, expertise that the general public doesn't understand instead of transparency. Schwab predicts that today's external devices like laptops and virtual reality headsets will eventually, most likely, be able to be implanted in our bodies and minds, unquote. The critique writer termed all of this Davos-era neo-communism. The government always claims incompetence when they make a mistake. You can keep your doctor and your insurance rates will go down. More incompetence. Dr. Fauci has been in charge of preventing a pandemic for decades, and he's the highest paid government employee in the USA. More incompetence. This almost sounds like the same propaganda pushed on the people when the Federal Reserve was created. What did they say at the beginning of the 20th century? The government is not capable of setting monetary policy. So let's give full power to this group of international bankers. What happened immediately after? World War I, the Spanish flu, the Great Depression, World War II, and we have never extricated ourselves from that yoke. It's modern-day slavery, debt slavery. And to that, there's a new dawn of carefully crafted terms coming our way. Inclusive capitalism, courtesy of the Vatican, UBI, or Universal Basic Income, ESG, or Environmental, Social, and Corporate Governments, P3, or Public-Private Programs. Will you stand up, or will you embrace a transhumanist agenda? You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. 
To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. Julianne Romanello earned her doctorate in political philosophy from Baylor University in Waco, Texas. In 2012, while at Baylor, Dr. Romanello earned the Richard D. Huff Distinguished Graduate Student in Political Science Award and passed Ph.D. comprehensive examinations with distinction. She is the author of many publications, and she's a wife and mother of four children. She now has a new website titled heartsoverhexagons.com. And directly from Tulsa, Oklahoma, I would like to welcome Dr. Julianne Romanello. Hello, Julianne, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you so much for having me, Mel. It's a pleasure to be here. The pleasure and the honor is all mine. And as I told you before we began, I follow your page on a daily basis because I don't know how someone like you, who, may I say this, and I say this with sure. the utmost respect, <laughs> but you were a, a university professor until not too long ago. So you worked, I don't want to say you work in the belly of the beast, but you are a trained educator and you now are getting into deep rabbit holes and you are <laughs> providing this information to people in a manner where people look up to you. And I haven't seen somebody who could learn so much so quickly. How many years again, if, just to do a recap from our last discussion, how many, how long have you been into this journey? Oh, I am a newbie. Um, you know, my, I started digging into this stuff in April of 2019, and that's when my university was restructured in order to become a social impact uh, institution. And, you know, I just knew something was wrong. I knew that the language was sinister. I knew that the direction that the university was headed in had the feel of, you know, I thought it was like Soviet style, um, you know, I, ideology that was being promoted to us. So I just started to dig into that. And, and I spent a long time on education and, you know, just Googling uh, buzzwords like reimagining, reinventing. And, you know, for a while, I couldn't put all of it together because I kept running into different symbols repeated over and over again, hexagons and the term impact. And I kept seeing about AI and blockchain technology. And those didn't seem immediately related to education, but I knew that the repetition was significant. So, you know, it was about um, maybe six months after, 
you know, April of 2019 that I, I started to put it all together. And from there, I just, you know, I went straight to the UN and the trilateralists and, you know, all of this terrible stuff that I never in my life would have ever imagined I would be digging into. But it's all right there. It's in white papers. It's on websites. I don't use the deep web. And and the evidence is just astounding. But nobody really wants to to talk about it. And a lot of people don't have the time to do the kind of digging that I did. So, so I do try to educate people. And that's always been a passion of mine. And gosh, right now it is, it is just imperative that, that people understand what's happening. Well, I say this again, you are a formally trained researcher. So when you yes. see information, you, you tend to either put them on the side and say, this makes sense or this doesn't make sense. How have you been able to distill all this information that's out there? Because obviously there's misinformation, there's disinformation. How do you discern? Well, you know, I, I always try to go to the primary sources. I mean, that's something that I would do in a classroom, you know, teaching political philosophy, um, you know, teaching the great books. I would say, don't use a textbook. We don't want to use someone else's gloss on, you know, a, a, a person's thought, especially someone who is, whose writings have been, uh, they've stood the test of time in order to make it into the canon of Western civilization. Uh, we don't want to take someone else's word, uh, for what they say. We want to look at the primary text and see what each of these thinkers say. So I've, you know, I've taken the same approach with digging into the fourth industrial revolution and techno-fascism. And that is to say, you know, I spend a lot of time just looking at uh, corporate websites and the papers that different corporations publish or that our government publishes because that's all you really need, you know. I'll see sometimes on on Facebook or other social media people who are skeptical of, you know, what conspiracy theorists have to say. They they'll often, you know, say, "Well, you you just watched that on some YouTube video." <laughs> and I mean, there's a lot of great information out on YouTube, so I'm not disparaging that. But I have found it much more helpful and much more efficient just to follow the money, follow the lines of influence, um, and look at the corporations themselves that are doing this kind of thing. I, you, if, if anyone visits the World Economic Forum's website, you, you can read all of this for yourself. <laughs> so... So that is a huge part of it. It's just making sure that your sources are good sources. Now, uh, you know, the maybe the tricky part is to unpack what those sources are really telling us. And that's where I do think my academic training has proved very helpful because I studied the philosophy, uh, the life and writings of Eric Vogelin, who was a 20th century political philosopher, 
And he was interested really in everything. Um, he was a, he had a lot of wonder and he studied languages and consciousness and history and politics and never got enough of, of any of them. So uh, so what he what his question was that sort of motivated his intellectual uh, endeavors was it was a practical question. It was a political question. And later he would come to argue that it was a spiritual question. And that is, how do we explain the fact that in the 1930s and 40s in Germany, you had many educated people, many normal, mainstream um, middle class people who would n- who would watch the atrocities that were being prepared by the Nazi regime. Uh, they would watch it and not do anything, you know. And in fact, many people, and especially in the academy and in politics, actually condoned those those horrific actions. Um, so Vogelin was, you know, he he lived in Germany and was watching these things develop. And he, he wanted to answer the question, how could it come to be that so many people who would seem to have a solid intellectual, ethical, uh, spiritual foundation, how could they go so wrong on this very obvious question? And so he started to dig, you know, how do we explain this? And and he started looking at symbols of order and disorder in in our political and historical and spiritual expressions. You know, that is like the great art that was produced by people or, you know, canonical text in the different faith traditions. And he would say, what does this tell us about um, the health of the soul? So my academic training... Uh, you know, it's very, I mean, in a way, my quest here has really mirrored Eric Vogelin's. Uh, but besides that, like the, you know, researching techno-fascism and spending a lot of time with like Deloitte and McKinsey white papers, it seems so far from you know, writing about a political philosopher who looked to Plato as a guide. But what really helped me to do this latest uh, endeavor (laughs) that I'm, you know, fully absorbed in was the sensitivity to how symbols are repeated and they convey meaning and they shape our thoughts. And, you know, if you look at at the corporate marketing, there are repetitions over and over again. And I knew those had to be meaningful. And so I drew on this academic training that I had um, in Vogelin's thought and, and unpacking symbols of order and disorder to help me understand how to interpret the statements that these large corporations and governments are are providing us with. So that's been a major focus of, of 
my little social media campaign, as it were, is to try to help other people of all walks of life. I don't care who you are, if you're an academic, if you, you know, never went to school, uh, you know, left, right, it doesn't matter to me. Like every, every person needs to know what really is going on in our world. Uh, but I think that it's only going to be meaningful to each individual if they can really see it for themselves. And in order to see it for themselves, they're going to have to know how to, how to cut through the lingo that has been developed over decades of mark, you know, and, of marketing research and funded with big bucks from the government and, and corporate coffers. So, so I do try to help people understand what do these buzzwords mean? What it, what is sustainable development? What is economic development? Uh, Those phrases sound very benign, especially if you're new to studying this stuff. I mean, you know, I'm very, I think, sympathetic toward normies (laughs) because I really was clueless for such a long time. So I try to remember that, you know, I was, I I was naive and I was doing my own thing and, and, you know, other people are in that situation and they have busy lives and, you know, lots of concerns and, and that's by design too how busy we are. Uh, so if I can help them get into that uh, process of understanding what these words mean, if I can give them a little bit of an edge, then they can decide how to respond to this crisis that we're facing. And it is a crisis. It's every day I'm shocked at how fa- how far this has already progressed, and I'm shocked at where it's going, you know, these, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. And, you know, I have four children. We talked about that last time and I don't want, I don't want them to grow up in the kind of world that's being created. I don't want anyone's children to have to grow up in that. I don't want anyone's parents or elders or, or any other person to, you know, to have to deal with the surveillance and the control that's being laid out as we speak every day, you know? I saw someone the other day with a big banner standing on the side. I should have taken a picture on the side (laughs) of a road. And he looked like a clean cut person. And it said, I had to do something. I don't want my, my children in the future. Something along those lines. I don't remember exactly, but something along the lines of, I tried to do something and I would have wanted my children to know that I didn't do anything. It's almost as if people are saying things, as you said, they're progressing so rapidly that the normies, I'm glad you're using that name. I (laughs) I used to use, and I apologize because I used to use a more derogatory term. I used to call this zombified population. I like normies because may I say that it's, it's, some people say, uh, knowledge is is a uh, what do you call it? Wisdom or knowledge is is an option right now, and anybody who wants to continue turning on the mainstream media, that's their choice. But normies, if you are listening, and I know you are, because you write to me on a 
almost on a daily basis, I have new people coming in because they feel that we're not judging them. We really are not. We want to present the information. And many of you, just like it happened to me many, many years. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.